Life is like a series of patterns consist of routines, habits, rhythms, emotions, and decisions. All these ebbs and flows in and about a shape of a waveform. It is consistently inconsistent, sometimes random. Though we can anticipate its measure and make our own calculation, just like life, it will be unpredictable if we don't know where we're going. Here at Patterns of Life podcast, every conversation attempts to explore our human nature through honest conversation. From the simple details of the mundane life to discovering the depth of your why, hoping that this will help us figure out what doesn't work and what does work for you. This morning, yeah. um, I, I wake up at four. Oh my god! Yeah, four a.m. Monday through Friday, thank and you. so that's every day, right? Just Monday through Friday, thank God. Okay. Like it's not like crazy, like yeah. Um, and then I'm off at twelve because I have school okay. after, so it's not like it's not like horrible, but yeah. um, still waking up at four is toll, you know. So I, oh yeah, I can't even get to that point, but yeah, it's I'm glad you can. <laughs> that's right. Actually, this is my first time being late in six months for in my class? job. For for my yeah. job, yeah. So I woke up. Yeah, like at 5.20. Yeah. And I was just super late, but yeah. Are you still su- doing the same job? Uh, Kind of. Pharmacy? Kind of, no, delivery? no, I'm not. I work for uh, ChefWorks in Poway. Oh, yeah, because I mean... Yeah, it's a different job. And, yeah. Yeah, wow. I don't work at so the pharmacy. So what do you do specifically? So right now, I'm only part-time there. Yeah. But I also work on campus at Cal State. So Cal State San Marcos. Yeah. So I work there right after. And so in the morning, it's like... Uh, it's like a dis- distribution center. So like I just do like general general things in the morning. Yeah. Trying to get that money, you know, to pay the bills. And yeah. then yeah. Uh, yeah. and then after I do um I'm the I'm like the intern basically for Cal State San Marcos. Okay. And so I work for with Jeff the communication Marcia. department. Yeah. And I uh, do like their social media and all kinds of other stuff. Oh, that's them. awesome. Yeah. It's a little so different. you have two jobs. Two jobs. Technically, yeah. yeah. Technically two jobs. And then you're and I, I remember you said you were going to school for communications. Going to school for communication, yeah. And I felt like you said that five years ago, and you're still in it. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It feels like it feels like forever. Yeah. It's been. It's actually only been four. Uh, I'm on my fourth year. Yeah. So I'm on my fourth year. It's my so last. You're supposed year. to be done. It's my last year. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome! I'm so, so glad. I'm gonna be done. Um, and we're gonna see where, what else takes me. I feel like people choose communication degree because they don't know what to choose, <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> but like I actually like I know why I want it. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. 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 Well, why do you want it? Uh, well, to be super honest, like in the beginning when I chose it, like everything was revolved around me, like communicating, um, communicating like God's word more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And so I just saw like, okay, let's get a communication degree. Like I can translate the Bible better, which isn't necessarily the case. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But in essence, like my public speaking has became like increasingly better. Um, I've become like more like in like the operational sense, I become more efficient. Um, And so I've been learning like different tricks in the workplace through the communication degree. A lot of theories, man. We learn a lot of theories. Um, Which is psychology is involved in it, right? You, it's Part like it? one class you have to take, but it's not like the main, the main thing. Main thing. So yeah. it's like research theories you learn. There's practical communication. Yeah. We talk a lot about ethics. And Ooh. so like, 
yeah. um, why people have certain ethics, um, why people believe in what they believe. Um, really it challenges you a bit, but it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it what what did that kind of made you ask a lot of questions and doubt certain things? It makes you it makes you second second, second guess. guess second guess not maybe not second guess maybe second guess is the wrong word it makes you re-examine re-examine there you re-examine go re-examine why yeah. you believe in what you yeah, believe yeah, yeah. you know that's true and so yeah. um yeah man that's where i'm at communication degree that's um, awesome hopefully i get done you know yeah and i mean i know you're still you're still really heavily involved with uh relentless church yeah man doing. Uh, like, that's my home church how's that looking like right now so um I'm actually not the young adults, and no, I thought you were. Yeah, I, no, I, I was. I was the young but adults. And the best, no, just because my time has been like crazy, and they weren't getting as much time as as they uh, as they should get. Yeah, you know, high school, you have four years to make an impact on on these students That's before true. they leave. You know, and so I was. There's no way I can do that. Um, I was able to do it, and so I had to step step away from it. Um, I've been focusing on like a lot of like the creative side and like the um, strategy side of where our church is going. Yeah. Um, and so I still have a team, but I moved away from like um, the high school development only because I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't commit to the things that they needed. Yeah. And it was harming them, me being there, you know? Yeah. And so I had to, I had to move away. Yeah. Um, what were yeah. you, what were you doing specifically? Like your okay, role? Okay, so dude, so as yeah. a start, as a startup, you do everything. Like, like it's like, okay, That's here's true. your rules, That's but true. you're going to touch everything. And and you started so, three years ago? No, a year ago. A year, Wait, a year and a half ago. A year? A year and wow. like three, four months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so sorry, we're, carry still, on. We're, yeah. we're still like barely walking. Um, okay. There's so many things that I feel like we're still learning. Yeah. Um, we're a growing church, so it's not like... I think any church that says they have everything figured out in their yeah. mind. So yeah. um, we for sure don't have everything figured out. And we're always open to any like, <laughs> any suggestions, yeah. any like yeah. consultations, anything. So um, definitely, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good process though, man, where um, I, had, I found myself one time just doing sound. I've never touched a soundboard in my life. And like, so I was doing sound on a yeah. Sunday and then running to take pictures and then running on stage to do oh announcements yeah. and then doing setup and teardown. And I was like, what yeah. the heck am I doing? And so I had to like, you know, like build a team, make sure people are actually being utilized the proper way. Yeah. Um, not for me, but for them being yeah. a part of a team in a community. And so, yeah, um, yeah man. So that's. And you're kind of like the floater. And I think what's awesome about it is because you're doing communications and I think everyone in some degree needs to learn how to communicate. Yeah. And I don't know what you really do in communications, but I think what you were saying, like you're learning about ethics, you're learning about all these things and ways to converse, communicate, to address certain things or issues and confrontation. Whether that's part of your communication school or whatnot, which I'm really interested to know about more. Um, I think it helps in leadership oh, as yeah, you were doing. Sure. Like being a floater, you get to see everything, all the moving parts that yeah. takes place in a, a nonprofit organization. And, you know, you being able to st uh, step up the plate and say, you know what, I'm going to start a team for Relentless Church. And you being able to want to communicate and, you know, move all the moving parts together, I think it's a strong uh, suit that you have, especially having communications. Because Thanks, man. Yeah. Even I struggle being able to, like, address what I need, you know, what are the process? What are the ways to communicate um, what we want to communicate to our audience mm -hmm. or even within the team, you know? 
So I think what helps there, like you were saying, is bringing in somebody that can bring consultation or help you or, yeah. or, or uh, just to help you process certain things. And um, yeah, that's that's what I think about it. And I think maybe one day I'm, maybe I'm speaking this into you that one day you'll be that person. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, man. Yeah. You know, every church just would like bring you in, like, hey, Johnny, we need help. Like, how can we start our team? What's the proper way and the process to to delegate certain things within the team and form a team for our church. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Let's pray about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's a strong suit of a communicator, hmm. you know? Yeah. And every leader. Yeah. I see, yeah, I, I see myself more as like a first impressions person. What's like, first impressions um, person? Not, not so much as a ministry. Uh, maybe let's call it more as a connector. Yeah. And yeah. So um, like, I love, I love being like, I think, as as a connector, you have a couple of things in mind, but the first thing is like you understand that you can either open or close the heart of the person mm. that you first encounter with. And yeah. so I said first impression because it's their first impression of you. Yeah. Um, but as a connector, you understand in in that particular first impression they have with you and the organization you represent, you have an opportunity to either open their heart or close it. Yeah. And um within my context that like relentless um our hope is that throughout the whole way before they get inside the church you know that their hearts opened up before they even sit down you know yeah they're opened up by the community opened up by by love man by love that they yeah. feel you know yeah and so um that's one thing that like i've always yeah. held in my heart um that's i've experienced like people mm. op- that you can tell when you walk into like a building you're like people are so nice here people like oh. and when you when you finally get into the whatever you walked into the conference the seminar web whatever yeah. it is by the time you get in you're like more receptive to hear anything that's, that's true. happening based on that's what true. happened in the front you know that's true and so yeah um, and i think that in itself is also communication that's intangible oh yeah you know, i think it's a, another form of communication and as you connect to people there's a there's a method of communication there then yeah. that is that just flows right into you like it ebbs and flows mm. Um, and I'm trying to connect it to communication because, you know, like that's what you do right now in school. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I want to learn more from it. Like what, what do you actually do in communications for your school? Like what are, just give me an example of what that looks like. Well, I mean, it's a big, it's a big course. It's, it's four very, years. It's four years. So it's, it's yeah. very broad. I broad, mean, very yeah, broad very for broad. sure. Yeah. Where I want to focus my time is like applied communication. And so applying communication is a lot different than theory. Theories like there's a million theories on the best way to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think every organization's trying to figure out how to communicate better all the time. Yeah. How to make their people communicate better. What's the yeah. best efficiency flow? What's like yeah. all these things. We're always trying to figure out what's better for us, what's more efficient. Mm-hmm. And um and so we're foc- I'm gonna focus more on my, on like applying these theories, figuring out what actually I works. See. I see. And I don't think I don't think there's a universal principle to communication. That's true. There's not like, okay, yeah. here's this theory. It's going to work for your organization. Now you go do it. Yeah. I think it's really taking time to, to just look at your organization yeah. and look at these theories and be like, which one best works for us? Maybe yeah. there's none and maybe I have to make my own. <laughs> yeah. And so um, yeah. chances are there's probably one, but uh, you just might not know of it. And so for me, um, I'm focusing on like, 
I guess you can call it culture, like building mm. a culture of communication, yeah. a healthy culture where people want to communicate with each other within an organization, where it's not yeah. seen as like a burden, like oh, I have to like send this email, oh, like I have to send this text, you know? It's yeah. like, let's just build a culture where we respond or you where respond, we- you're, you're receiving. You where, know, you're, yeah. You're, you're under receiving end all the time, you know? Yeah, where you're yeah. just like, that's, I don't want to say like that organization is your life, but- yeah. You live your life as a connector and a communicator, you know? Mm. And so, really good, which man. is hard for others, really which is hard oh, yeah. for people. And it's for hard other. for me. It's just, yeah. um, I'm choosing to be more intentional about it yeah. now in these days. Yeah. And I think you're the expert to this. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know how to communicate a message of my business. And I have all these people behind this brand or this, this company that we started that how is it gonna translate to the people that we're working with you know or or the people in our group how are we all gonna be understanding what we stand for as a company you know like how am i gonna communicate this to everyone and you were there when i were you there oh you weren't there when i did the team building with no, unison creative i wasn't yeah I remember and that so time. like you know me being up there which i'm not really comfortable in being in front of everybody else and telling them and and sharing them something but me being there was like my first time to communicate to a group of people, hmm. you know, because I mean, I desire to teach, but I think, I think that's why I, I, I want to talk to you, hmm. <laughs> you know, and to process this with you and understand how do you really communicate the tangible things and the intangible things in you, you know, um, and sometimes I, and, I, and I'm learning that I have to listen. And so part of maybe communication is listening so mm. i don't know but yeah you yeah. know it by the theories <laughs> are you asking me to so, share with the theory yeah. with you I mean, yeah. no 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 you know I'm, how yeah, to yeah, okay. you know how to but i think you know wh what you think is relating to this conversation maybe but um i think as you talk about it it it's so broad you yeah. know like where do we start you know <sighs> trying to communicate something I think for one you have to figure out where you stand on it like do you really have a passion for what you're trying to communicate mm. you know um do you really love what you're trying to communicate mm. um you can, you're trying to communicate to do you really love both them? ways both ways yeah. do you love the it's people mutual. and do you love the information you're learning and mm. do you want to communicate the information you're learning you know yeah um so uh you know when, like you take a test or something yeah there's like uh, you can know all the information but you get like nervous on the test and you don't know how to perform well and you're yeah. like oh my gosh like like i'm sweating like and then you get like an f or something whatever and yeah. like you come to this place you're like dang it you know yeah um and I think there's, uh, it, you can't look at like communicating to your organization as like a test. You can't look at it as like a, um, as a performance aspect. And what I mean by that is that if you look at the performance, you're always going to try to achieve like a, an A plus in your performance. But if you look at it as like this position of where you're pa you get the opportunity mm -hmm. to communicate something that you're passionate about to people that you can impact, right? Yeah. And impact can be defined in so many ways. Yeah. But I think to measure the way you communicate, look at the impact of it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of definitions for impact. But uh, me and a group of people defined impact as the push or pull against uh, the push or pull. Wait, let me let me rephrase that. What remains after the push or pull of something? What remains after the push or pull of something? Okay, that makes sense. So if nothing yeah. remains, was there impact? Huh. Yeah. So. We can go and teach a huge conference, 5,000 people can show up and we can try to like 
emphasize something to them. Like, I don't know, visit a website. I have no idea, like justice or whatever it may be. Yeah. But to measure the impact, how? How do we do that? And I think we have to measure it by the push or pull of if people like bought into the idea, people like jumped onto it. But if nothing remains, then was there impact? You know? I mean, that could be like debated or, or whatever. But I've just seen that as like the push or pull against something and looking at what remains. You know? So I guess I'm trying to understand. So the push is what? The push means the people that... Well, it could, be, it could be pushing people to something. It's not really like defined, but right. pushing people to something or the pulling people to something close, you know? Ah, I see. Yeah, okay. Like you could okay. push them to be involved in something or pull them to get close to information. Yeah. You know? So how do you think that communication work, works hand in hand with impact? So there's a, there's a, there's a little formula and it's not mine. It's there's not a mine. Formula? There's a oh, little wow. formula. It's not That's mine. Okay. Uh, yeah. I forgot who wrote it and a lot of people use it. Um, and I don't want this formula to be used as like so candidly. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just so candid with sharing it because it's a close formula. And uh, but I think the first thing is when communicating, there's two things that need to happen. One thing that really needs to happen is you as the communicator need to get close to the information as close as possible to it. Mm. So you need to have a thick knowledge of what you're trying to share, you know, before you try to share it, you know, get close to the cause, whatever the causes you're trying to share. How, try to get firsthand experience if you can, you know, wow. get close to it. That's really good. Um, and we have, uh, we have often people trying to, sh trying to get people to make a change when they haven't made the change themselves. Or we wow. have people trying mm. to um, That's big. make this big statement about faith in God or about their organization yeah. when, when their information, like they're not close to it. And so you could, you could tell when people are authentic with it, you know? Um, yeah. So first I think it's get close. Um, this isn't my formula. This is a formula I'm kind of that I've adopted, but it's not mine. Yeah. Two, I think, is uh, um, change the narrative. Change how you talk about it. As you communicate, change. Let it be a part of your daily vocabulary. Let it be a part of your narrative. Mm. Let it be a part of. If you want to see true change in people for whatever you're trying to communicate, then let your narrative change. Let let like your own story. Your not your story. Whatever you're trying to communicate. Let, okay. Let's just say, let's say I'm trying to I'm trying to communicate um, um, the 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 condition of homelessness in downtown San Diego, and I'm advocating for I'm advocating for the people. I'm advocating that they aren't people identified as just homeless, but they're people without homes. You know, and I'm okay. trying to so I get close to it. I can't understand it without I get close to it. Okay. And so now I need my narrative to change. They're not homeless. They're people without homes. Does that make sense? Mm. And so my narrative changes. So my narrative needs to change and then I see, begin to see true change in my life. My narrative changes. And I think the third thing is stay mm. faithful. Mm. Stay full of faith and stay faithful to whatever you're communicating. And so if you're trying yeah. to communicate an organization, if you're trying to communicate a cause, an idea, a purpose, stay faithful to it, mm -hmm. you know? I think so many times we focus on our feelings and not like our beliefs and our feelings change so much. Oh yeah. And so yeah. if we're feeling happy one day, we're like, oh, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go change yeah. the world. Yeah. Feeling sad one day, we're like, oh, I don't know if I want to change the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think stay faithful to whatever you're trying to communicate, present. Um, and the last thing, which is the fourth thing, is which is the most important one that kind of caps is do uncomfortable things. Mm. When trying to communicate something, you're going to have to do public speaking sometimes. You're going to have That's to true. do things that are you haven't done before. That yeah. You haven't done before. And that's a product of getting close, changing your narrative, and staying faithful. Yeah. It's going to lead you to do uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm.
that's awesome. Um, a lot of insight that really makes me think about at least the, all four formulas, you know, yeah, how yeah. I've actually embraced all of them. So, well, since you're, since you're in this and you, you, you know this formula, maybe not closely or maybe not like, oh, you have it all together. But I think um, I just want to hear, like, how has it been for you in terms of applying all of these four formulas? Well, when uh, I said homelessness, because that's one that like I've seen, I think there's a like a big stereotype that people in that are homeless, you know, um, a, a big majority is you walk in downtown and you see a lot of people on a substance people have identified with all homeless people that are on a substance. Yeah. And um, I had to really get close to it to understand what these people are going through. And I even hate using that word, these people. Mm. Um, and because so- Because then you kinda, you kinda categorize them. You categorize, you marginalize them. You, you, marginalize you There's so them. many things that you do to them by using these people. And you know which word I hate? I absolutely hate the word bum and I hate the mm. word hobo now. Yeah. And that's a result of my narrative changing that like I've gotten close okay. to it, okay. my narrative began to change. Like I hear wow. those words and like I literally get like an uneasy feeling. Like wow. why the heck are you calling people that are in an unfortunate situation yeah. that have experienced like the worst? Yeah. That have have gotten to this place where they need a substance to numb all their pains yeah. so they can forget about everything and we've marginalized them to mm. three words. You're either homeless, you're a bum or you're a hobo or maybe a couple like you're a drug addict, whatever it may be. We've marginalized them and categorized them to these words and we dehumanize them from the word people. I'm not saying this is everyone. There's people that can like go through a whole life and not really even like understand it. And that's the product of it is I've gotten close to it. Mm-hmm. And I uh, and it the, depends on how want, how much you want to be close to that information. Exactly. Like you're saying, you know, exactly. It's, it's a choice. It's know? a choice. Mm-hmm. There's that popular term it says uh, or it's saying it says ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and it's so true yeah. because you can just go your whole life and and be ignorant about what's happening around you and you won't feel guilty. You won't feel guilty Mm. or you won't feel the need to change anything because because you're ignorant about it. And getting close is rejecting ignorance and getting real close to the cause and it causes you to like do uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my narratives changed about poverty and homelessness, um, about human trafficking. There's so many factors that go like hand in hand in downtown especially. Um, You see- uh, In the fact that we're talking about this in, in downtown, downtown in downtown yeah yeah which is insane <laughs> yeah i think the statistic is that san diego is the third in human trafficking yeah something like that yeah um and it's so invisible that like you yeah. don't just see it anywhere it's, but I the know. factors yeah. that include <laughs> the factors that are included in that mm-hmm. is it starts at like the foster care system it's connected to pornography it's connected mm. to um human trafficking like all, it's connected to so many different dimensions to poverty to all these things mm-hmm. that to you we won't understand until we get close yeah and people are scared to get close to anything because it causes them to do something mm-hmm. or it makes them feel guilty that they're not doing something yeah and so uh for sure i got close to homelessness and poverty and um my narratives changed and uh I begin to stay faithful to getting close to it. Um, That's awesome. I can't see exponential impact in homelessness. It, I just, I just came to the point where, like, my my hope one day is that I see like um, homeless shelters not not receiving anybody because they have homes now, or they mm-hmm. they nobody's like experiencing this much poverty. And the sad thing is that as time goes on, they're, pro- they're I probably won't see that. 
but I'm staying faithful to to mm. it. And that's the third, stay faithful, stay faithful to it. And the fourth one is do uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you have done, and you have done that. We took, we took uh, my friend Jeff out for, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got him a hotel and everything for his birthday, man. And uh, it was, uh, there's it's such a cliche sh- saying, you know, they say like, oh, he's changing me. You know, like you see that in movies and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, this guy named Jeff, man, um, like truly, literally is uh, uh, changing my life. And he's, uh, um, wow. and so not, he's among many, but uh, we've seen him like flourish. And so, uh it's beautiful and it's not that he has a home yet or yeah or that he's out of homelessness or but we've seen normalcy and hope be deposited into his life and mm. so that that was impact for me that was like a push and pull in his life wow. that created an impact and it almost seemed like the one that remained was you yeah yeah that's wow. pretty crazy yeah. you think about it like you have this message that you want to communicate and you want to stay close to this information or message and this is the homelessness in san diego and then as you keep doing this there's push and pull push and pull yeah and then the one that remained obviously is the person that you're trying to um uh you know uh what's his name richard or something jeff jeff was like the one that you wanted to communicate to but then the one that remained was also you mm. in that push and pull yeah you know not just jeff but also you yeah and i always i've been saying this a lot like the little things that you do may be or the big things that you do to you that may be small to others or the little things that you may be doing now can cause a ripple effect oh yeah a ripple effect that people that are watching you people that are hearing this conversation people that are that knew you from a long time will see what you have done and it causes a ripple effect. Mm. It causes them to think. It causes them to understand the condition to be aware and not be ignorant. Yeah. And there's only two things that's going to happen again. Push and pull. Mm. Yeah. To whoever, whoever hears this conversation, whoever uh, knows what Johnny is doing, there's going to be a push and pull in them. Like, wait, this is what he has gone through. He's talking about this real condition of homelessness. And... Not just homelessness, but all the other things that are happening, you yeah, know, man. like sex trafficking, all that kind of stuff. And then something, I would say that it's in conflict, the push and pull. Mm-hmm. There's conflict that's happening. And then whoever wants to confront that conflict will remain and continue to find solutions mm-hmm. or continue to find a way to stay close to it. processing it right now like I think yeah. in 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 other sense kind of like in relationships and it's, it's the same thing yeah like you know you enter in a new relationship where I don't know this person but I'd like to go on a couple of dates yeah and I may be like dwindling down the whole the whole theory uh, of four but I think for me in terms of relationship it's like you come into this relationship you don't know this person then as you keep getting to know this person both of you have this mutual understanding that there's going to be conflict here because we're two different people hmm. and then what's the second one uh change the narrative and then because you kept seeing this conflict you want to change the narrative there's two ways that's going to happen it's either you stay the same 
it causes more conflict or you change something in you and it changes the whole relationship mm-hmm. and as it changes the whole relationship you put your faith in that when we come together in marriage things are going to be different mm-hmm. like that's the faith like okay we're we're dating right now we're trying to understand each other we had a lot of fights we had a lot of conflict because we're two different people raised very differently different backgrounds different everything different belief system and whatnot and then you try to work it out and sometimes people don't want to change mm-hmm. just because they, you don't really see anything wrong with yourself or with the other person but then when you choose to see that okay something here is unaddressed something here is not clear something here is not communicated well that's why i brought up the whole idea of communication as something that you know sometimes we don't it's we i am guilty of this i'm i i'm having a hard time confronting issues i have a hard time with coming up to somebody and telling them like hey uh i don't know how to love you better or like hey you did this to me mm-hmm. and i felt this way how can we avoid that you know in the same sense as you communicate a message to a group of people it's the same approach they're going to do mm-hmm. how do you confront them like hey i've once asked myself why there's a lot of homeless people i want to know why you're here mm-hmm. you know but sometimes for me look, I'm just going to be candid with you like I'm still afraid of homeless people. Mm. And it sucks to feel that way because I wanted to help but I'm afraid because there's issues of substance and I grew up in the Philippines and gr- growing up in the Philippines I had to be street smart because there's nothing at the streets that I can trust. Mm. If I walk around there dilly-dallying and walking around like I'm not in danger like I will be in danger. And so but here in America it's totally different because there is substance abuse there are these certain things that you know sometimes you you would say that it's not their choice mm. that they were brought there that were put there but I can't assume these things so the only way that I can understand it is to sit with them but I don't get to do that because I have this idea in my head that I don't get to communicate mm. that oh this homeless person is probably in a substance and he might hurt me mm. but you've done it you're still here you're still talking with me you weren't hurt or anything and i think those are the things you know if we bring it back to relationship um the the fourth one is that i won't do anything out of the ordinary the fourth one is that how am i going to maintain this relationship if i'm not going to do something out of the ordinary you know which is the fourth one like do something uncomfortable and so since i am in the journey of coming together in marriage with with my fiance um I think communication is such an important tool in our relationship to know our weaknesses to know the push and pull and to get to say to ourselves I will stay. Mm. I will stay and remain to get to know you more so that way I can do things that are far beyond the ordinary with you. Mm. As if we put it in context back to what you're doing the most uncomfortable out of the ordinary thing that you're going to do with Jeff is that out of you know like you probably never thought about this Johnny but now you're hanging out with him mm-hmm. like you could be hanging out with a lot of your friends family or me but no you're hanging out with this dude something out of the ordinary that not all of us are bent to do all the time when we wake up in the morning we don't think about these people yeah. you know so i think there's one thing that is um uh, key to any form of communication. And I said these people, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I caught it. I just didn't say anything. I was yeah. kidding. No, uh, no yeah. worries. Um, 
there's one like super important thing that like needs to happen and we're scared of it like just i said ignorance is bliss Mm. um there's an awareness that Mm. needs to be pursued and just sought after every day man every Mm. day an awareness of the current state of humanity yeah. We have to be aware of our surroundings. We yeah. have to be aware of the barista that we just encountered. We have to be aware of our current relationships and the current places you operate. Mm. If we're not aware of the current condition, we'll never see change because we choose not to be aware of what's happening. And so there yeah. could be a very negative impact happening right now in the listeners, whatever they're experiencing, yeah. whatever places they operate, there could be a very yeah. negative, negative things happening. There could be like dehumanization of people or mm-hmm. um, prejudice things just being thrown around. So kind of racial slurs, whatever it may be. And not, not just in the verbal aspect, but mm-hmm. there can be physical actions that we choose not to look at. So we're not aware of it. We're not to get close to it. And if we just become aware, mm-hmm. begin to be more aware of our current state of even our personal current state and condition, mm-hmm. it will change, change so much. You, you cannot stay the same. And yeah. if you do, you'll be very uncomfortable staying the same, being aware of the current condition. That is so true. Yeah. And I agree with that. And it, I just commend you for staying. Yeah, I have, I, let me, let me tell you, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not like, it's, I, I can say this is, yeah, I've been like pursuing this, but mm-hmm. it's not easy. Yeah. And I, and I think I would love to throw a disclaimer, like, just a little underlined print, you know, yeah. maybe bolded, bolded, high billboard print. Like mm. this is not easy, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why that's why I'm keeping going back to the same. That's why I say ignorance is bliss. Mm. Um, not just with homelessness, man, with the relationships you choose to, to commit to with, yeah. with the organizations you committed to with yeah. the, the church yeah. you committed to. Yeah. It is not easy to stay aware and to stay faithful. It's not to see all the baggages, to see all the things Dude. that, and then, and then you keep committing to it. Yeah, and it's not easy. And and there's a and there's a, there's a passion to it, right? Like, yeah, the, you you have to un, like see your passion and you have to run with it. But it's not easy all the time when like you desire for something to happen. You know, you desire to see a current state of affairs. You desire to see a current condition, a, a condition that you hope for. You know, and and it's not that. And you're like, how do I get us from how do I get this organization from point A to point B, you know? And like, yeah. I want it to happen, but people aren't on board. I don't feel like I have the right people. Like I don't know where we stand and, and yeah. you're stuck, you know, because you're aware. And so awareness is not always convenient, but, but it mm. is, it does put you in a different place of where you have a different view. And, um, mm. and yeah, well, that makes me, that's making me think a lot. Yeah, dude, think it's it heavy. Up. This is heavy. It, yeah, I'm. Yeah, about to cry. It's like a Johnny yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, but uh, it's just I, I don't know, man. I just look at what you're saying and listen and hear and, and visualize it in my head. Yeah. And and if you say that it's really hard and it's not easy, and to me the closest thing that I can compare to that, compare in a good way, not in like a yeah. different way, but is relationships, like my current relationships, you know. Um, Whether that's relationship with church and how it's, I'd be honest with you, like it's been hard to stay at the church that I'm in right now. Um, And that's because of the preconceptions or notions that I have in my head, Mm. you know, that if I don't make an effort to stay close and get to know everyone at church, then I'll just like, you know what, I'm tired. I'm not gonna make an effort. 
You know, if yeah. I see things from the outside and judge it from that point of view, then, and if I don't try to stay close to it, then I'll just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. You know, or it could be my, 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 my relationship with my fiance, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously we're entering marriage. And so basically that's me committing to it already. But even in the midst of marriage, like there are things that are going to come out. Yeah. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Then we suddenly ask ourselves like, am I going to stay faithful to this? Yeah. You know, and that's the closest thing for me. And so when I think about that and I think about what you're doing, whether that's homeless, whether that's bringing yourself to the awareness of the things that are happening in a world that a lot of the people don't know about, mm. it must be really heavy for you. So yeah. if there's so much guilt and there's so much heaviness and there's so much pain and hurt that you may be feeling that you're moved to compassion, why are you doing it? Dude, let me tell you this. Someone asked me yesterday, like, let me just be very honest with like my current, where I'm at, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I'm a 21-year-old student. You're only 21 years I'm old? I'm 21 what? years old. I thought you were like 23 and 24. Everyone thinks that. Wow. I'm 21 years old. You're so, you um, have so much wisdom. I'm, I'm a student. <laughs> yeah. Full-time student. Yeah. I work two jobs. Yeah. I am heavily involved in a startup church. Yeah. I am involved in another startup business. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like... And then I make a decision that I want to study abroad with all these things on my plate. Like, and I'm doing all these things on top of like maintaining like my financial needs and my, yeah. my just regular social life and like all these things. Like I'm, I'm involved in another thing called believe and like mm-hmm. where we're organizing a bunch of people. And, and like, yeah. so I'm involved in like four organizations and, and like all these things are happening and, and like I desire for, to pursue these things and I'm stretched, right? I'm stretched. And that's why someone's like, someone told me yesterday, like, wouldn't you wish if you were, don't you wish like you were ignorant? Like you're like, you're not living a regular 21 year old life. No, you're not. And and in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I never think about my age. Like Mm. I've never thought like I'm 21. I can't do this. Like I'm like, I'm even when I was 16 in high school, like my friends were seniors and my friends were outside in college already. And, and, um, all to say like the motivator has never been my current condition. If we try to get if we try to get our motivation from our current condition, we'll never get somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And um with all these things, man, like I feel like I feel like God has just put a passion in me to to create impact. Hmm. But not not in like a not in a worldview type of way. Hmm. And what I mean by that is I think the impact that he's put me here to create is subjective to the individuals I come encounter with. I love that. I love how you and, put um, it that way. And I and I would venture to say that that that's a lot of people's purpose, but they don't they don't know it, mm-hmm. and that the every relationship that they're already in, that they don't have to go try to okay like today I want to create impact, so I need to go make new relationships. No, look at the be aware of the relationships and the places that you're already in Mm. and go, go be intentional with those. Those are the areas that you're going to create impact in first. And, and so when I think about if I, but if I think about the current condition of my relationships right now, it's like, Oh my gosh, I'll never see impact. And impact is not for me. It's for them. Right. Mm -hmm. It's for the person that you're hoping that gets, that receives impact. Yeah. And so um, God is like, when, when, when you see Jesus walking the earth, like when you see Jesus, like he, he does miracles for people, right? Like he, he was, 
he he interacted with the most marginalized group of people yeah. listed ever in the Bible, in history, yeah. in book, and text. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. with the widows, with 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 women, orphans. which were heavily marginalized back then. Yeah. With um with children, orphans, like orphans. people that weren't considered citizens, with like mm-hmm. all the, I mean, he connected and with people and created impact in people's yeah. life. Yeah. That were not seen to society. Yeah. You know? From prostitutes to um crime criminals from prostitutes to criminals, criminals to yeah. uh to disabled, disabled to widows yeah. you know yeah yeah and um and the one thing was was very big on him is that he was aware of the current condition but he wasn't comfortable leaving it at its current state and so he went and created impact in their lives like mm. he wasn't comfortable just leaving them how they were He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I, I need to take you somewhere, you know. Um, yeah. And I think he was just very aware, and I think we need to be aware of the current condition of people that are around us, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, that wow. was a lot. I know that was a lot, but no, I, no, no, no. This is this is good because it's making me think. It's making me process the decisions that I'm making every day, because um, honestly, like it burdens me. And this is just one aspect that we see in our city. Yeah homelessness you know and and it, it sucks you know you made me realize that wow I, I i have this kind of i compartmentalize things and i put these people in certain boxes mm. you know labels and everything you know it's everywhere you know and and my young adult leader at church was talking about this because he's a psychology major and forgot what it's called but there's this there's this theory that it, it's easy for us to understand and connect people when we put them in categories hmm. it's, yeah. it's always the way we process things you know yeah. when you say like oh those people that work at apple or these people that lived in downtown or whatever that is and when you say these people there's already walls hmm. on that you already put them in a box you know and and we don't think about that because you know it's a natural thing for us to categorize things you know yeah. just like in groceries we put all the baking stuff in a baking section. We put all the meat stuff in a meat section. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it helps us process things better efficiently. Yeah. And I think in America, we're, we're, we're very good at systematizing things and making things repetitive. Yeah. But then at some point we have, if we really want to communicate something that would impact and change the society and the city, yeah. we have to take our time. We have to sit, we have to remove all these walls and labels and we have to be intentional with what we have, the resources that we have and make the best out of it to impact those that are already around us. Yeah. And and I think in our own personal lives, even in my own personal life, I have began to do that. You know, I began to put like, oh, I have these pocket of friends here, pocket of friends there, pocket of friends there. How am I going to be able to interact with all of them? Um, and I schedule them in a certain day. Not that it's a bad thing. No, yeah, you know, no. But it's like, that's just our nature, you know, and how yeah. we do it. But I love what you're saying that, you know, like you have all, all these relationships relationships around you. And, and that's the, it only really takes those people around you to impact and create a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, you know, if we're not fostering that into an intentional space, then... And I think it's, it's you know, I think we're always going to be chasing our own tail or something like that. Pe- yeah. We, we want to see impact. People we want to do. see it. 
Yeah. And the the hard part of the subjective impact I'm talking about to every individual is you don't always see the impact. Yeah. And that's the sacrifice, I'm gonna put it in quotation marks, but that's the sacrifice that we we are willing to take that and it shouldn't be a sacrifice because it's not for yeah, our gain. True. And so yeah. it's not so even a it's sacrifice. True. It's not it's, for our gain, yeah. It's just it's just it's just we don't see it. And so people people avoid it and like go like, how can we impact the world? And they have these deep processes and deep thoughts, which is great, we need it. Um, and uh, that's when you see like legislations being passed and bills mm -hmm. being passed, which is great. We absolutely need it. Um, but what I'm saying is that um, people wanna be a part of that community that is creating bills and legislations that pass like these crazy impact movements. They wanna start nonprofits and organizations and all these things, and which is absolutely great. Um, like kudos like i'm like absolutely i'm, I'm even doing it like like yeah. no doubt like i'm not like yeah. i'm not opposed to it i'm just saying if it we have to like really be aware of what our purpose is in doing that because if we're not aware of it if it's not to create an impact for for an individual but to make ourselves feel good that we think we're creating an impact in a, a larger scale yeah then we're not doing it for the right reason it's mm. and i think that's a product of getting close if yeah. we're not close to it the motive for why we do things could be questioned or, or very faulty, you know? Have you ever tried, have you ever had, had someone try to relate to you that had yeah. no idea, you're like, you, you knew from the first time that you have no idea what I'm going through, man. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Like, I, can't, I can't stand it. Maybe hate's a strong word. I just can't stand it. And one of the big things I've been saying is, hey, I don't know you. I don't know your story, but I'm willing to embrace you. Mm. And, um, and I think the willing to embrace you is like the big part because like it doesn't it doesn't matter what what it is you know it doesn't matter what condition you're in right now like i'm willing to embrace you and it's just a different position and as you say it you begin to believe it more and so uh it moves me johnny from a position of like walking down the street and seeing someone that's experiencing homelessness walk the same way as to before i would move to the other side of the street yeah, same thing <laughs> and so yeah. we and i'm pretty sure anybody yeah. listening probably does the same thing yeah um thinking that they're on a substance or they might hurt you whatever yeah, yeah yeah um and it moved me away from that and be like no i'm gonna stay on the sidewalk and like walk past this human being that's mm -hmm. in an unfortunate situation hopefully i maybe i have a conversation with them um so i just get close we need to get close mm. i need to get close to some things man I have this thought that I had recently and I, I, I love what you said and I think what I've been practicing is to let loose and this idea of let loose isn't anything like YOLO and stuff like that mm. but there are a lot of preconception in my head that I just gotta let loose you know yeah. whether that's uh, oh this is what I want and I want it my way let it loose just let go of it mm. you know I, the cliche thing is that we, we say the phrase very loosely let it go let it go yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but i i say let it loose because you're not necessarily letting go of it completely you know like this notion of like you know what i think um homelessness isn't necessarily causing a lot of people fear but yes there are people that are in substance abuse that they might hurt you but i just gotta let it loose that if i walk past this person let loose of the idea that i will get hurt because mm. it's not about me mm. You know, it's like, loosen up, JB. Don't worry. Don't be scared. You know, perfect love casts out fear. And so I can walk past this person and by letting it loose, I'm allowing myself to whatever happens next. And that could be good, that could be bad, but I'm letting it loose because again, like you were saying, the third one, 
being faithful that in my head, if I want to live in the values and in the principles of love that Jesus had, yeah. or Jesus is, I got to let loose of my, my personal preference or my personal conceptions or ideas of what I think about the person that I'm right next to or the community or epidemic or things that I'm seeing around me. If I let loose of those ideas and, and, and fears, then I'm allowing myself to receive, hmm. you know? And these things, sometimes I only realize it in a personal, individual relationship. Hmm. Um, whether that's with my fiance, Aaron, whether that's with a friend of, a, a friend of mine that I'm processing things with, like I begin to understand, whoa, like you are right. Like that subjective impact that you're doing makes, uh, makes a lot of difference in, rather than us aiming for like shotgun we'll just shotgun it you yeah. know hoping that people will pick it up like no if we are really intentional and having a laser focus with this one person take it one person at a time there's so much impact to that yeah. you know and again like even the word impact I'm trying not to use that because do we really understand what that means mm. even communication do we really understand how to communicate yeah. you know yeah so yeah this is man this is blessing me like you are impacting me in how to become more open-minded to the issues that were around us and how to be more um, aware of myself. To me, like I need to be aware of myself. The things that I've been hearing, the things that I'm allowing myself to believe, you know, so this is amazing. Amen, man. This is, this is, this is, I've always wanted somebody to tell me that hey jb it's okay i also f feel that way i also have that fear i also think that way but let me help you process that you know yeah so i really appreciate that yeah man yeah. i'm still learning yeah for sure oh yeah <laughs> I'm still, i don't think we ever stop learning oh yeah no um, but um i guess before i wrap it up like you before we started this you said that you're still trying to figure out a lot of things yeah like as you walk away from this conversation what is that one thing that you know that you just gotta do to get to the point where you figured it out maybe well that's a big statement where yeah. i figured it out um, and that's the point i'm challenging that idea because yeah, in reality yeah. maybe we don't you know i will say this is that what's your uh, next step maybe yeah my next hope yeah. for like the alignment of my heart yeah. and the alignment of my mind mm -hmm. like for my state of being and like I hope that I begin to think in this way that the things that I do aren't out of sacrifice and mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that it's not of sacrifice but rather obedience to God and what mm -hmm. I believe in and so uh, I don't think I'm fully there I don't think I do everything out of obedience mm -hmm. I think I, I think a lot of it is like okay I, I believe that God wants this to happen I'm gonna go do it I choose to live this way because God says it mm. but I think there is something sometimes where I'm just like deep down deep all the way deep down like there's some part of me that I'm experiencing some gain from it and I want that to be eliminated mm. like and, and I and, wow. I, and uh, um, <laughs> I think we're very loose with that like I think people would say like uh, people me included sometimes is like God like I've been doing this I've been doing this. How come I haven't experienced your blessing? Dude, the fact that we're alive is a blessing. I, I said know? that to you a while ago. Yeah, that's, that's you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, uh, 
when that's just what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like we're supposed to be doing those things. And yeah. we want more. You know, he said, yeah. first seek ye the kingdom of God, God and then and all these things, yeah. right? And his righteousness and all these mm-hmm. things. These things, he was talking about necessities, you know? He was talking about like, you have clothes on your back, you got food, you got mm-hmm. you got these, and then anything else is just him blessing you, like him just coming in and like, I got you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I want my mind to just be, I just want it to be humbled mm-hmm. in a way where, of where I believe in the miracles and power of God, like I believe in what he can do, I do. Um, just that if he doesn't do it again, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still love him because mm. of what he's ultimately did for me. Like he died on the cross for me. He like, yeah. he died in my place. He died as me. That was the ultimate sacrifice. That was the ultimate. Yeah. And so if I don't have a fancy apartment here in downtown San Diego, which would be pretty nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if I don't yeah. like. It's okay. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. And if someone does, man, congrats. Like yeah. literally like awesome. I'm so happy for you, yeah. you know? But that's and, not your narrative. And write me over. Yeah. yeah, like that's not my narrative anymore. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to. Wow. I'm not expecting God to just. I think we all. I think you hear churches say it, like expect God to do great things. Yes, expect Him to do great. He will do great things because mm-hmm. He's faithful. Like He always comes through. Like He yeah. just does. But don't do it out of a place of. How do I What's say? in it for me? Yeah, or expecting mm-hmm. it because you did something. Yeah, it's expect it because of who He is not because of your own gain from it, you know? Wow, that's big. What you're saying right now, that's it's, big. It, it's bigger than I can. I'm, I, I'm surprised I'm, that you're saying it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, right where, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Even before this conversation, I was telling you about it. And that's yeah. why, like, being able to have this conversation with you is already, like, whew, it just blows me away. So. Yeah, man. We're learning, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we for sure don't. Yeah, we can't. Stop we don't learning. have it all together. No, and that's the thing. Like that's why I wanted to ask that question because yeah. for a while I've always wanted to like hear from people. Have you had it figured out? Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for this having me, awesome. man. I yeah. appreciate it. This is really good. My desire from this conversation is for me to keep saying, I don't know, but I want to learn and I want to understand. Just like a song, whether I'm familiar to it or not, I will listen to it hoping to get last song syndrome so I get to keep singing it. Would you agree that life is like a song made of notes, lyrics, instruments, and patterns? And because I got to know you more, now I know how to sing about you. That is how I want to champion you. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Looking forward to catch you over a cup of coffee or a slice of pizza. It's on me.